Welcome to In the Stacks from the Half Hollow Hills Community Library. We're talking about the stories we love because we think you might like them too. From bestsellers to old favorites to undiscovered gems. We talk about it here so that you can find it in the stacks. Hi, I'm Charmaine. Hi, I'm Ellen. And I'm here to talk about one of the books that I just read. And as the audience should know, I like a particular time period in history, and it's usually around World War II. And this book came about to me by a patron that I had met on the floor that I had done some reader's advisory when I was passing through, a parent of a child that I had worked when I worked as a children's librarian I had helped. And the title of this is called Four Perfect Pebbles. Um, it's a true story of the Holocaust, and it's co-written by Lila Pearl, who was a renowned children's author, and Marion Blumenthal Lausanne. And um, how she started to talk to me about this book is she invited me to a, um, to, I'm trying to think of the, I guess it was a reading, because Marion does do reading from her book. Oh, interesting. And it was in the Dix Hills Jewish Center, which is just in our backyard. Yeah. Um, this is a memoir. Um, I guess it's about history's nightmare. And it's a survival story oh. with um, Marion. And it takes place, of course, um, they do give you a little brief history about um, Hitler and how he spoke about Germany's um, economic recovery and also, hand in hand, anti-Semitism. Mm -hmm. And during this period, um, over six million Jews were um, killed. And of that six million, a half a million were children. Oh, terrible. And that doesn't even include the five million non-Jewish people that he killed. And this story is about Marion, her brother Albert, and her mother and father, Ruth and Walter. And it was in the late 30s, and they were aware of what was going on, of course, with Hitler. And they were seeking passage visas to go to the United States. And as you know, um, a lot of countries were turning people away. Yes. They were at their max in the immigrants that were coming in. And the reason that they delayed their visas or applying for the visas was that um, Ruth's parents were old and they were not well. Oh. And they wanted to wait. They knew that they wouldn't be able to survive a trip. So they really wanted to wait till the point where they had passed. And what happened oh is my. they passed within each other within weeks, oh, I believe. So heartbreaking. They, it was, but now they felt they could continue their journey for survival. Right. And at the point that they did get their visas, they were bombings, uh, it ended up that they couldn't get the ship and that they were um, scheduled to be on. And they were moved to a camp in Holland, a, uh, they call it a prison camp. It's, um, the name is Westerbrook. And they stayed there for quite a few years where they had to share accommodations. Food was scarce, but it wasn't, they weren't um, facing famine. Okay. So to pass the day now, uh, Ruth's parents had to work in the camp and she was basically alone. So you have to remember that she was five years old oh, when she was in this camp. So sad. And what she did was she, to pass the time of day, she made up an imaginary game. 
And I know the audience we've always had as young children, imaginary games. We may even have them as an adult. (laughs) Sometimes you need them. But she needed a story for her own survival to keep her going, to keep her looking forward to something. So she designed this little story that if she found four perfect pebbles, that would mean one for each of her member of her family, they would survive. Wow. And she was always, and she was always striving for this. And um, this book was published in 1999, and it went out as a young adult audience. But I found that it was um, really intriguing and um, awe-inspiring for an adult because when I was told about this story, the patron never told me it was for a young adult audience. I see. Yeah. Interesting. So... It was really a surprise to me when I got the story and I read about it that it was. But um, I think that this is a story of Marion's survival. Um, she does go about and do speaking tours. As I told you, she was um, going to be at the Dix Hills Jewish Center. Right. And it's interesting. Her mother was still alive when the book was published. Ruth was, I believe, 87. But her brother doesn't speak about yeah. what he experienced in that time. Um, after the, the camp in Holland, in Westerbrook, they did go to a horrendous, and they called it a family camp, and it's called Bergen-Belsen. And um, of course, it had no, notoriety. They said that it was family. So what would happen is they would sleep in separate quarters, but there was a time for a union in the center of the camp. So she would be able to see her brother Albert and her father Walter. This camp also has some significance because uh, the story of Anne Frank, she was in Auschwitz, but she was moved and did pass at Bergen-Belsen. And they were atrocities. They couldn't brush their teeth. They had no soap to shower, and they were afraid of the showers because yeah, of the stories of about the um, showers and the gassing. Oh, the suffering and the... The famine. Uh, they all shared banks. But it's a survival story, and right. that what attracts me to these stories is that there's so many wonderful triumphs. There's yeah. uh, why they survived, what helped them. And in this particular story, it was the pebbles. She, yeah. she held on to this perfect story where if these peb- if she could find them, and she passed her time of day looking, looking for these for pebbles, yeah. that maybe everybody would survive. Wow. A- it's a great read. You know, we're losing this generation yes. of camp survivals. Yes. And Marion feels that it's so important to pass these stories on and to talk to people about tolerance. And that I think if we look today, I think we're facing some of these issues again. I think you're right. And I think that these stories have to be looked at. It was a nightmare, and we can't repeat it. Yeah, and as we get further and further away in in time and in history, people forget. They They do. do. And and these stories of this courage and and the beauty of the human spirit and the way the heart can hang on to things, you know, beyond our comprehension. It's just, a, it sounds like a wonderful, weirdly uplifting in a way. It is, and, and her message, and she's gone back to Germany, but it's the message that she wants to pass on to people. That, you know, the reason why evil triumphs is because good people never did anything. Oh, 
Oh, you're killing me. That's great. Good job, Charlene. Thank you very much. So um, I'm Charlene. And I'm Ellen. And, and you can find me in the stacks. And I'm or, right there with you. Yes, right there with you in the stacks. Um, or online at inthestackspodcast.wordpress.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app. And please tell your friends. Thanks a lot, Charlene. Bye-bye. Bye.